Welcome to the Living Word Family Church Podcast, a fun, sometimes intellectual conversation about the church and the comings and goings of the congregation here at Living Word. I'm the man behind the board and one of your hosts, Zach Bensel. Joining me today is a pair of youth pastors, one former and one present, Hmm. Pastor Scott Mills and Mac Ryder. Hey, everybody. Welcome. That's a pretty good, yeah. Yeah. For those people who don't know, Pastor Scott was my youth pastor. Yeah. Been a mentor for many, many years. Many, many years. have been that years. many because we are not that old. Well, I, I am not that old. Not you, that old. on the other hand, yeah, are well. the other side of Graytown. <laughs> touch of gray. A little touch of gray. I, I started frosting it years ago because the Bible says something about gray equaling wisdom. Oh, very good. Uh, it's, see, it's a it's a it's a gravitas thing. It's a grava. Got to add some gravitas. That's right. See, That's gravitas. Right. I see. I think I I think it's I think it looks very nice. I think it looks very distinguished. Just Thanks, that man. touch of gray, just natural. I like it. So very don't, nice. don't 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 gray it up anymore. I wouldn't gray it up. I think it's the perfect amount bit. of gray, just the way it is. <laughs> yep. So. Right on. So, hey, hey, what a day. Look at it oh, again. Just, Seventy-two it and gorgeous. sunny out there. I'll be I'll be mowing this evening. First, first Ooh, mowing of the go. season. See, yeah. ours, our, ours isn't quite ready yet. I'm oh, waiting. Well, I, well, I yeah. love the outdoors, and I love, but man, I'm just not, just not quite ready to pull the trigger on mowing yet. Yeah, I hear you. But, but you got to do what gotta you got to do. Down, yeah, man. that's right. Yeah, so, hey, man, uh, we had. Um, just this past week in Walk for Life. Yes, how'd that go? It went went really, really well. Our students did a pretty good job. Um, It just depends on the turnout sometimes, on whether we keep pretty busy in the game room. We don't, for those who don't know, we run our youth group runs a game room for the younger kids that are there at the Walk for Life for Pregnancy Resource Center that's a big fundraiser. And uh, so we'll we'll set up some kind of carnival-style games or whatever and just kind of hang out and let kids come and play and, you know, we'll do our thing, but... Now we did have a little bit of. I thought the attendance was pretty decent this year compared to last year. Really? So we had some, but the younger kids don't typically show up until later in the morning. Oh right. So we'll kind of. It's kind of slow getting started for us, anyway, as a youth group. And then after we get done with the games, we'll clean up and and uh, so it was overall pretty good event. Then we went and had some had some pizza and hung out for a little bit and came back. So it was good. really good, a lot of fun. We and a huge thanks, a huge shout out. I don't know if they'll be listening or not, uh, but Ken and Doug and Steve and some of the Friday morning crew. I gave them a. I'm and always Darryl, yeah. and Daryl, yes, and Daryl. Um, I always kind of give them little fun little projects. I'm like, hey, uh, would you guys be able to build <laughs> this? And uh, and man, they took it in strides. Got probably two or three weeks before the event. Found a couple pictures online because we've been taking the same games for right, years. And I'm right. like, you know, let's do something different. So I actually uh, got some uh, pictures off Pinterest, something that wouldn't be too complex. You know, I said, hey, you know, would you? Is it a couple weeks, two or three weeks enough time for you guys to kind of? you know build some games out and they said yeah let's give that a shot and man within a week that first week that after i'd given it to them yeah. man they had some things that looked like i pulled it right out of the picture it was wow. awesome they did That's such awesome. Those guys are good they are really good and they are such a blessing, blessing and a, and a gift to our church family Amen. but uh so yeah it was really cool we had some new games to work with yeah. even got a life size they call it life size a huge connect four did you see that yeah, yeah. and uh well, oh, we played it when we unpacked oh that's it, true when we unpacked yeah. we put it back to, we put it together um yeah, yeah it was a blast so yeah we had a lot of fun new games and stuff like that and 
and the students usually have a pretty good time, and, and we get to hang out and have some lunch afterwards. So, yeah, it was good. It was good. I didn't get the final total, though. That's so what I was getting ready to ask you if you had any I numbers, did not. I so. usually, they usually announce no, it over okay. the intercom, and I mu- either I missed it or they didn't do it this year. I can year, remember, but, uh, so I think we mentioned this when Greta was in here a few weeks ago, that I can remember when that was the big fundraiser for right, the year. Right, right. And it's still a pretty significant one. And that's the first time I've missed it in I don't know how long. You know, we had with Dad getting home on Friday, and we had uh, some of Beth's family in town. I couldn't get away for it this year, but uh, I've been there, my goodness, yeah. every year for, uh, yeah. just, just to be there. Uh, so, yeah, I'm glad it went well. My kids went. They had a good time. Good. And, uh, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they raised money, no doubt yes. about it. Oh, I'm sure they did, I yeah. I always like to get the numbers on that. <laughs> I think they're in a weird, uh, and obviously, you know, Greta or Paul or anybody there at the center could speak more to this, but... Sure. I think they're in a weird transition phase. Like they've had the online portion where you can get online and sign up and and do your fundraising by sharing socially or whatever, you know, and do it and do more online based um, fundraising for your, for your walk or or whatever. Um, And they used to do, they used to set up tables at each of their churches, the churches that, that, you know, are supportive or the churches that let them come in and share about the PRC and the walk for life and all that. And they'd set up a table and they'd have all the packets out and they'd have all that stuff going well, they're in this weird transition where they're they're getting away from that, the actual handout packets and stuff, and just trying to really kind of get people to get everything going online because uh, it's more efficient and it's easier and it's easier to, you know, they don't have to set up tables at all these churches and all I this kind of that stuff. I get that. I just wonder how effective it is. Well, see, and, it, and I think it's effective overall yeah. if you get the, the word out. Right, I think that's right. kind of this transition thing, like how do we... Without having a table set up in a lobby at every church that we can think of, sure. how do we get the word out and get that and, and push that out and stuff like that? So... So I'm not sure. I don't know if it affected fundraising or anything like that. I just know, like for our church, they ended up, I asked if they would go ahead and set up a table just so people could kind of see the handouts and just kind of right. make that connection, you know. So so we ended up doing that a week or two before. So I don't know if, uh, uh, how many people were already involved in church or just got involved once they saw that packet out. You know what I mean? Some people right. kind of need to see something and pick it up and take it with them kind of a thing. So anyway, but yeah, so I, I need to get those numbers. I wish I would have thought about it beforehand before we got, went on the air and uh, and get those numbers from, from Greta to see how well they did. But, but yeah, it was a fun walk. We had a good time. Good, 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 good. What else is happening? <laughs> <laughs> well, we have... Easter, Resurrection Sunday coming up, and yes. Good Friday service. Oh, yes, the community so, service is Friday night. Friday service, right. so. i got to make sure I put that on my calendar. Yeah. yeah interesting you said Easter, uh, Resurrection Sunday. You know, for us, for us as believers, of course, it is Resurrection Sunday. We'll right. say a little bit about that here in a second. I'm one of those that does not get too uptight about people saying Easter. I understand it's got its origins back in ancient you know, pagan fertility rites and the <laughs> Ishtar or whatever I think is the uh, origin of the word itself. Uh, but the fact that the vast majority of people don't know that to me is a, is a win for Christianity. When right. people hear the word Easter, they think resurrection, whether they believe it or not. Right. You know, they think Easter bunny and other things too. Uh, but if I say Easter Sunday, this church where you're celebrating Easter, people know exactly what I'm talking right, about. Right. And I see that as sort of, uh, you know, people talk about culture, co-opting religious things and, uh, compromise. I see this as an example of going the other way. With right. Right. Well, and that's the yeah. same same way with All Saints Day in October, you know, November first or whatever. It's like, well, whatever the Pope way back when decided to try yeah, to capitalize. It's just it, you I, can I find that it. about every single holiday. Christmas, they say, well, all the tw- December twenty fifth back when right. was a pagan. Like, yeah, oh my I, gosh. Christmas is a big win. You know, we, we, we <laughs> totally changed the name and everything. Right, so, right. Yeah, that's great. Anyway, all that to say, yeah, Resurrection Sunday just yep. a few days away. 
Um, never get tired of thinking about it. Never get tired of saying it. It is the single most important event in Christianity. Single most important event in human history. I think mm-hmm. everything hinges on the resurrection. And uh, in fact, I'm in the middle of writing an article for the SJO Daily about that. And it includes oh, cool. a story that I've shared uh, several times from the pulpit about the discussion I had with my religion professor. Oh, years yeah. At ago, Parkland? At Parkland, yeah. who was amazed that I would, you know, we had to write a paper called My Most Cherished Belief mm-hmm. and state what the belief was and defend it. And uh, he was shocked that I wanted to do one on the resurrection. He knew I was a Christian, but he didn't understand why I chose the resurrection of all things. And so we had a discussion and ended up writing my paper about that. But I wish I could find that paper. Actually. What was your grade? I don't remember. It was, um, it was an A because because good writer. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's it's something that's it's very, very interesting. If, if you look at the scriptures, for instance, that we looked at last week when we were uh, talking about the crucifixion. There were, there were several examples of when Paul in particular wrote about the crucifixion, um, m- perhaps most famously in, in uh, first Corinthians when he said, I, I resolved to know nothing when I was with you except for Jesus Christ and him crucified Yeah, and not mention the resurrection. You know, Jesus Christ uh, himself said, you know, the son of man didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now we know that both Jesus, Jesus certainly specifically predicted his death and resurrection several times. And Paul, of course, goes on to make many, many references to the resurrection, even going so far as to say um, that if Christ is not raised, your faith is in vain. So we know he appreciated that. But that's something we have to think about, and that'll be the focus of this message uh, and this article I'm writing, which is, you know, if the crucifixion was what paid for our salvation, is what purchased our freedom from sin, paid our penalty, why is the resurrection necessary? Was it, Would his death have been enough? So what do you think? <laughs> I mean, no, 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 we obviously know uh, that, it, that it's significant. And, 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 I'll, and I'll share this. Uh, brief aside, you guys know how much I adore Ravi Zacharias. Mm-hmm. I referred to him several, yeah. several times in my sermons and this podcast. Uh, and I, w- I remember hearing him, uh, a recording of him speaking at a leadership conference and, and, and explaining, as he often does, the importance of apologetics. This is what the guy does. And uh, making a, and because everything he does is through the lens of apologetics, right. uh, he sees it as so important. And it is important. I agree with that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that for a second. But I think because that is his, it's the lifetime of ministry focused on that, uh, that he can only see things from a certain angle. And he made this statement. He made two statements that I disagree with. One was, uh, that the entire place of the miracle in the Old and New Testament was an apologetic. In other words, the only reason God ever did any miracles through the prophets or, uh, you know, unilaterally in the Old Testament or through Jesus in the New Testament was to prove something about who he was. And, and that's simply not the case. We see him working miracles on people's behalf. Right. Uh, Jesus had compassion on the people. Right. So he healed, and we could go on and on about that. But the other statement that he made, and it really got an objection raised from somebody in the room during the Q&A session on this recording, is when he said, when you think about it, if apologetics weren't biblical, the resurrection wouldn't have been necessary. Uh, because, and, and somebody 
came back later and said, I heard you say that the resurrection basically is just a, a grand apologetic. And that that's, and he says, that's right. And the guy says, surely, surely there's something more to it than that. And Ravi was like, how so? What are you, are you kidding me? You know? And then I think it just kind of boiled down to, well, they were, they were really addressing two different things here, but there certainly is a huge apologetic component. And when I say apologetic, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the term, it's a, it's, it's better understood as a defense, an answer, not an apology. We could mm-hmm. use the word apology, like, you know, the, the apology of Socrates. It was the defense of Socrates by Plato, but an apologetic is simply a defense. And if you use the the resurrection as an apologetic, what we would mean there, and, and this is one of the central components of the importance of the resurrection, Jesus' death would have paid for our sin. But considering everything Jesus said, especially since Jesus said he was going to be in the belly of the earth for three days and then rise again, had he not... That means he he made a false statement. He was wrong or he lied or something. And therefore, everything else he said, we can also dismiss. Right. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, if he keeps that promise of all promises, we can believe everything else he said. Because what's, what's going to compare to that? Uh, well, and if he hadn't raised from the dead, he wouldn't be able to make intercession for us with his father. We yeah. wouldn't have. I mean, that's there you there's go. so much else that hinges on him it, rising it, and it, defeating it, death, hell, and the grave. That's it. That's it. Defeating death, hell, and the grave. When he said, because I live, you also shall live. Mm -hmm. It's not just about saving us from sin here and now. He's talking about since he will live on the other side of the grave, we will live on the other side of the grave. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as Paul said, if there's no resurrection of the dead, we are of all men to be most pitied. We're miserable because that's just, that's what this whole thing really is about. It's about eternal life. And, and this, this, you know, we've, we've talked about it here in the podcast. I've talked about it in my sermons where we live in a culture where people are more than willing to embrace Jesus as uh, a preacher of love and goodwill and getting along, Mm -hmm. you know, can't argue with somebody who says, love your brother and treat your neighbor like you want to be treated. But, his mission was much, much bigger and deeper. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's really good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you laid some good framework for that too, uh, on Palm Sunday with your message there. I really liked that. And, uh, how you snuck in the line, the most judgmental act in history. Yes. I like that. I like that. It absolutely was. That was God's judgment being poured out on your sin Mm -hmm. in Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I love that Jesus also made provision for our life now. It's yes. like not just hey, okay, when you when you're done with this flesh, when you're when you're gone, yeah. you'll be forever in paradise with my Father. Yes, yeah, that would be it. Would, everything would be worth it just for that. Absolutely. But He says, but you know what? I have overcome the world on your behalf, so that you can have me here and now as that's well. Right. And I, I mean, that's. Making provision for us in the here and now. That's right. Not just materially, not just, you know, whatever. Um, not not saying that everything's going to be sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows day right. in and day out. Obviously, that's clearly not true. We, no. live in, we live in a fallen world. We we still have flesh to deal with, but... And suffering is promised. Right. So, yes. But, um, but, but... But he makes 
provision that we we he will he will get us through. We as That's we continue right. to lean on him, we continue to have a relationship with him, uh, and he continues to be the foundation of our lives. We can get through no matter what, and not just get through, overcome, overcome. Yes, more than right. conquerors, more than conquerors. That's yeah. exactly right. So. Yeah, and that's that's a super important distinction because it starts now. It doesn't start that's just exactly after we right. die. Right. You know? That's exactly You're right. right. We, we, we will we will be victorious. We will overcome. We right. will conquer, but we will do it in the midst of a suffering world right. when suffering is going to touch us from time to time. But yep. he's we, equipped us for a job. We are. Amen. I mean, we are called to do something while we're here. Not just yes, to, we are. Not just to live you know, joyous and free, but also to, I mean, we've got a purpose. He's given us a purpose. Right. He's put on a, we've put on a, we put on the new, the new man, the new spirit man. And yes. we've got a, he's given us a calling and yep. a purpose to go out and get things done for the kingdom. And so, he has not left us as orphans. We've got amen. the Holy Spirit. That's dwelling exactly right. Us. That's exactly right. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm excited about this weekend. Yeah. Me so too. hopefully y'all are going to invite some friends and family and bring people to church and yeah, you know, I'm and, sure uh, pastor yeah. will be dressed nice. Looking good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You better believe it. <laughs> Going to be wearing his $2,000 sneakers. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Have you seen that? Well, you probably have. I just heard about it today. There's an Instagram account that went out. Have you seen that? I think I have where the guy examines the clothing that's being worn. And yeah. Sitting, but I, he didn't. And based on the video that I saw, he didn't start out to do that. He just likes shoes. And he's like, yeah. hey, check out, you know, whatever. And it just kind of exploded from there and, and yeah, became right. almost a critique of why yeah, in the world are pastors a, yeah, wearing such nice clothes issue, and, you know, and expensive and, stuff. And it's uh, like, brother, wow. You know. Now the now the video that I saw on this was two guys that we Zach and I watch quite a bit of because they go through a lot of um, you know just ideas and neat things for the church and just you know they're yeah. two church guys that just like to share their sure. you know knowledge and wisdom and here hey here's how to do this on social media here's how to whatever so the video they they just dropped this morning talked about this Instagram account and really the title of it was should pastors wear two thousand dollars shoes or whatever so I'm right. thinking I'm getting ready to watch this video and they're just about to hammer any kind of idea of prosperity right. at all now let me forward that or let me let me start by saying the prosperity quote unquote gospel has become a, a, a dirty thing because it has been abused right I am I, I think God wants us prosperous but prosperous for a purpose there's no question yes, about that yes and now we see that we see that modeled throughout the word yep uh, and so I have no problem with that however I do think it I think some people have kind of gotten off off the rails with it quite a bit and, um but so I, i'm watching this video thinking okay here i go here there's another opportunity for somebody to slam you know yeah um yeah, preachers yeah. that are living blessed type of thing and but they didn't they didn't interesting they, oh my goodness it was like 45 minutes of who are you to judge yeah, what do they you they may they may buy tennis shoes that are more than you would spend on tennis shoes but there's mo- almost certainly and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here almost certainly things you spent more on than you should have spent on. like it's just it's no just man it. it's and, just and i saw one little thing on there it's like man i know for a fact that so-and-so was given these by somebody by right. some rock star who goes to right. his church or something like that right. who's got money to burn big deal right you know what really what do you care uh you know i think it's silly you know i've, I've got a son who's very much into the shoes thing you and know I, it, he, he doesn't have money to spend on right. it, but he'll show me hey aren't these cool <laughs> shoes yeah they're cool guess how much they are i don't know 180 dollars no try 10 times that and i'm like why that 
I could never. See, yeah, I'm You saying. could never convince me that an 1800 or an $18,000 pair of shoes is going to be better, more right. durable, or more comfortable than right. a $200 pair right. of shoes or a $100 pair but of shoes. But that's also because that's just not my, that's not my jam. Not my jam. I didn't even know there was such thing as sneaker culture until a neighbor of ours, and uh, we moved to this new house a few, three or four years ago, and one of our neighbors, one of her sons, or her son, who is now older and moved out, is all about that. He was yeah. all about buying these sneakers. What he'll do is he'll go out when sneakers come out, this new style or whatever. And I and also until this, I had no idea that sneakers just weren't sneakers. Like they're just always out. They're constantly rotating. Yes. They're constantly okay. This year, you know, this year this Jordan comes out and they drop at eighty, hundred bucks, something like that. Eight. He goes and buys a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. And when that is discontinued. Yeah. He will turn around and he will make 10 times that on it. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, dude, you have got me. He's like, business. nope. And he was showing me some of the listings for his shoes, shoes that aren't even brand new. I know. He said, I can take my mowing shoes, clean them up a little bit, still have grass stains on them. And because they are such a popular style, wow. I will get 300 bucks out of dirty mowing shoes. I'm like, dude, you're nut. This is crazy. crazy. So I never even knew about it because, yeah. number one, because I'm just not, I don't care. But number right. two, shoes just aren't that big of a deal to me. You know what I'm saying? Right. I just, that's just not uh, whatever. But... If somebody else is into it, you know, like Riley, for instance, you know, if he's yeah. into shoes and stuff like that, you know, rock it out. Go for it. I'm into comic books. Right. I collect comic books. So when I went to – I sent you some pictures the other day. Yeah, you remember yeah. that? Right, right, right. So I went to um, an antique shop or something, and they just so happened to have somebody was um, uh, selling their collection or whatever. And not a huge collection, but they had some really nice ones in there. You know, that I'm like, oh, man, if I had the extra money, I'd, you know, yeah. I'd like to have this one. It was like a – I wouldn't call it a rare, but it was like – but even in this antique shop – it's like over a hundred bucks for this wow. particular comic book. Wow. And I'm like, wow, you know, I, I didn't get the chance to look up the actual book value on it to see what it would be, but it was really, and it was bagged and nice and mint condition, but somebody else probably like, why, why would you spend money on a comic right. book I like mean, that? Like, what's the point? Like, it's just, every, everybody's, everybody's got their thing, got their thing that, you know, and you, you know, know some, some people people's things are more expensive than others. Exactly this is, right. And this is so important to understand, you know, if, if, if the, uh, 1% or the, one-tenth of one percent richest people in the world dumped all their money in a common pool and distributed it evenly throughout the population everybody's gonna have a few bucks okay you just i got you a dollar now here now here's the thing and remember your dad uh pastor larry did a did a message on this years and years ago talking about the wealth of the world like that god has I mean, just my the wealth goodness. of the sinner is laid up for the righteous. The wealth of the sinner, but I'm just talking about just in minerals and oh, oil right, right, and right, cash right, right. and just everything throughout the world. If you were to divide that up evenly, everybody would have this mountain of cash. Now, yeah. do you know what would happen as soon as that were to be done? If that if that could be done, all that money would find its way right back in the pockets exactly of the people. Exactly <laughs> right. And do you know? But do you know why that is? Because God has gifted people, and people. Some people. Yeah. God has gifted everybody. Right. Some people utilize that gift, and some people don't. Right. Um, uh, a minister I used to hear say, um, just sometimes people have poor ways. Right. People have ways of living their life that's just not wise. That's right. So they'll spend too much. And I, I'm not, you know, my goodness, I, you know, Ashley and I are working on paying off some debt too. You know, we're not, Sorry. we're not immune to this. Everybody, you know, everybody sometimes gets into a tight spot or maybe it's because of medical costs or maybe it's because they made a purchase that they maybe shouldn't have. Whatever the case is, you know, we're all in the same bucket, but there's some people that have gifts and talents that, they simply don't utilize. Right. You know what I mean? Like they just live with I mean, this we mindset. We got to be real careful. There, I, I don't want to make a blanket judgment on why some people are poor. Some people, it's just, and it's an incredibly hard thing to get out of true poverty. Oh right, right. Uh, and and there are things that happen that you know, unexpected expenses, medical emergencies. You don't need to make a blanket statement about why people are poor. Here's the thing: there's a difference between being poor and being poor and resenting somebody who's not poor. Right. That's right. 
that's all right. I wanted to say about it is we want to say, well, since uh, this person is poor, and even if it's not their fault, that doesn't make the rich man evil. Right, right. Okay? exactly right. Uh, this, this, is, uh, this is what's beautiful. Whether you believe it's just an Old Testament concept or not, it's what's beautiful about the tithe. Mm-hmm. The tithe was the requirement, and there were different tithes, and there were different offerings that were required. But in terms of what God said, this is mine, it's 10%. Whether you are King David, who had a personal uh, wealth, which some right. people estimated would be a multi-billionaire today, right. David wasn't required to pay any more than 10%, mm-hmm. any more than the poorest person in his kingdom was. Now, right. he was generous by nature. You know, mm-hmm. The offering he gave for the building of the temple that his son Solomon would build was extraordinary. Uh, but there was nothing that says, well, those of you who are rich, you have to pay a double tithe or a triple mm-hmm. tithe. Well, it's funny that we got on topic of this because I was, I do this listening through the Bible in a year thing on usually on my way to work or whatever. And just today was the story, the parable about the um, rich farmer yeah. who had an overflow of right. goods. Right. And he's like, well, I'm going to build bigger barns so I can right. uh, fill up these barns now that were already full. And then God's like, you fool, you know, yeah. you're going to die yeah. tonight. Where else all your money going to go? And That's the right. thing that struck me about that story a couple of years back was that right at the beginning, it says that he was a rich farmer. He was already rich. Yeah. That's and then right. he's blessed with this overflow. Um, and then, you know, it just kind of shows that we are blessed what well, we say it, but we are blessed to be a blessing. Right. We're not meant to hold on. Right. We're, he blesses us because he loves us, and there's nothing wrong with that's right. Living prosperous. One of my favorite so. statements, and maybe maybe it's been done to death. I don't know, but uh, it really still resonates with me. Is that God's plan is not for us to be reservoirs, but conduits. Yes, uh, yes. We are this. All these goods are supposed to be flowing through us. Right. We should hold on to them loosely, trusting that God is going yep. to continue that supply as we become a means right. of supplying others. Right. Absolutely. Right. Really, it's just a, a heart issue. You can't look at somebody's clothes or their car or their yeah, shoes or, their, check your or heart. their home and, mm-hmm. and say, now, again, you know, they're, Jesus said, who are you to judge another man's servant before right. his own master? He stands yeah. or falls. It's important yeah. for these people to remember they are going to have to give an account before God. Right. Uh, that's, but that's the nice thing. It's not up to me to judge. It's not up to me to hold them accountable. But I do hope that people who are maybe attracting, and I'm not going to name any names, uh, who are attracting a... a a degree of scrutiny from the world. Hope they realize that as, as much as they might say, Hey, look, and you can't judge me. God will. Right. Right. Because right. uh, it, it, stewardship really is an issue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, well, I know you got to get it out here in a couple minutes, right? Wow. What well, time kind of flies. It yeah. hasn't been uh, all that long yet. You guys want to wrap up real quick and say what your favorite things have been this past week? Ooh, favorite, favorite things. things. Favorite things. Favorite I don't things. know about a favorite thing, but something very notable, I guess it's happened in the last, just gosh, when the last 24 hours was the Notre Dame Cathedral in France, that huge was man. That's something. I don't know if, I don't know if those, those of you listening, you've probably most likely heard about it. You'd almost have to be living under a rock not to at least hear something about it. This but, would have been like opening up your news feed and seeing that an earthquake had destroyed the pyramids or something yes, like this. I mean, yeah. this is, this a is one of those, this is one of those things. It's an iconic landmark that's been around for, I mean, centuries. centuries. I think the built. roof, the roof I heard was built in 1300 yeah, or in the 13th century, which would be 1200. Construction started in the 1200s. Yes. Now, it went under, underwent a major renovation in the 
1800s, I think. Yeah, and well, uh, and it's going through a fairly decent renovation now, and it's always under renovation. It, with such right. a huge and old structure, they're always but doing something But you still have it. some of the original building there. Yes, the well, no, a lot of the original, yes, and yes. The, the, the roof was that they call it, quote-unquote, the forest. I mean, there's so much uh, wood, and that's why it wow. went up so quick, yeah. and yeah. they just couldn't, they could do next to nothing to I, stop it. When I saw it happening the other day, i totally honest, I honestly thought it wasn't real i was like there's no way this yeah it, is it's real. almost there's it's no like a way, surreal no moment. Yes. Surreal. yes yep. and see that's the same way i felt when you know 9 11 happened I did too that was it's a, like what am what am i watching what is happening just too what am big. i watching yes it was just too big too to be big. real yep. yes yeah but anyway so that's not i wouldn't call it a favorite thing but that's just something huge newsworthy that's just been yeah i'm i'm, I'm interested to see because the early reports were they're thinking something to do with the renovations that were in that that tower, the the steeple, some welding that was going some on. going on yeah. or whatever, um, and that that's you know something obviously happened mm-hmm. and caught it and it was with us an old structure and so much old wood in there and all that stuff. Obviously, it's yeah. just a, it's a it's a kindling. But I'm just curious to see. Hopefully, the 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 investigation will come out and you'll see exactly what happened because with right. such a huge landmark, it's like people just kind of want that. It's weird to say closure and just kind of say, yeah, okay, what's right. going on? Let's rebuild. Let's, you know, whatever. Yeah. But just crazy. Just crazy. Just incredible. I did mm. see some pictures. I didn't look too much at them, but it was just pictures of the interior, that, like, main um, area inside after the uh, fire. And it looked like it was – the inside was all pretty well intact, Yeah, which and they, I guess they got a lot of the so, artifacts and stuff yeah. out, mm-hmm. you know. But, I mean, just crazy. Yeah. A huge thing like that. And you've got gifts and – Stuff from kings and queens over the I mean, just like it's yeah. insane artifacts and crazy stuff in there that's like, oh my God, what do you do? Yeah. I mean, it'd be, I, it's just crazy. So, anyway, sorry, no. I didn't mean to capitalize. So, Pastor Scott, no. what's, what's something noteworthy or that? Uh, well, you know, I guess uh, everybody in my family is very excited about dad being home yeah. from nursing home. We did that's a true. lot of work renovating the home to accommodate his particular needs at this season in his life. We're still believing good things, Amen. believing for his uh, complete recovery and healing. Uh, but meanwhile, it just uh, what a joy it is to see the smile on his face, just to be in his own house yeah. and, and go out there and, and just be able to run out there and see him in a couple minutes rather than drive to the other side of right. Champagne. It's good to know that he'll be there for Easter. Yeah. Yes. Resurrection Sunday. Amen. Dinner. <laughs> and, um, we just need yeah. to create a new name for it. Yeah. <laughs> Re- Resur- Resurrection Easter. Nah. Resur Easter. Resur Easter. Resur Easter uh, Sunday. But hey, <laughs> uh, it, there, there are, we're, uh, we're a big food family. You know, we really, uh, we, we, we enjoy getting around the table and, uh, it's, it's a, uh, pretty much a, uh, Widely agreed that Easter dinner is our favorite meal. Even really, more than as a family meal, as yeah. a big thing. Why yeah. is that? Why is just that? The, foods, the candy, just the particular food. Oh, that are really? There. Yeah, wow. yeah. See, now at my uh, my granddad's and candy Easter candy is the best candy, mm-hmm. hands down, man. Yeah, you think so? Oh, no question. Well, okay. What do you like? Well, Robin's eggs are my favorite, which the, are basically whoppers, candy right? Candy coated whoppers. Okay, right? yeah, those are fine. And uh, if you're gonna say peeps, peeps, brother. No, sorry, no, 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 no. Peeps are disgusting. I'm sorry. I have wow. never liked. How, how long have you worked here? And, uh, how long do you want to work here? Uh, I love peeps. We, when I was in high school, when I was in high school, right before Easter, you know, I'd have the, I mean, IGA would just be packed all that yeah. Easter stuff. So we would go and grab lunch, and my friend would like literally like inhale a, a whole big pack yeah. of of peeps on the way back to school and i'm like dude you're nasty like it's just <laughs> it's sugar-coated marshmallow like and yeah. i guess if that's your thing you know yeah, power i, I to can't you, eat them like, i can't eat sweets like i used to uh but man i was saying wait high school i'd take up you know five of them dangling there stuck together <laughs> <laughs> like a yeah. cartoon yep 
Yep. Oh, that's great. Jelly uh, beans, though, I like. I just. Oh yeah. I mean, now jelly yeah. beans are fine, but that's. I don't know that. That's just. I mean, I would. That's year round. That's. I would agree Easter. with you that Easter candy is the best. Mm. Definitely better than oh, Christmas God. candy. Now Christmas re- candy's got a lot more mint than I. Yeah, want. Christmas candy, I, whatever. Yeah. But Halloween candy, that's kind of. Yeah. Because that's oh. when you get lots of the chocolate goodies and all that kind that's of stuff. True. Yeah. Now for me, and these these are out at Halloween. They're out at. They might be out at Christmas. They're out every holiday. Are the the um, Reese's eggs. Got that see? peanut butter to chocolate peanut ratio is just perfect on those see? things. And yes. this is where I'm going to be the heretic. I disagree. I like the hard, thick edges of the really? peanut butter cup much better oh, than the peanut butter eggs. I feel like I, and just, I, feel like I don't even know except you Except for that. I feel like I don't I gotta even know say, you anymore. <laughs> this is, as far as Halloween candy goes, I, I just like, like the Lord's candy better than the Lord's <laughs> He went there, ladies and gentlemen. He played that card. I just, I just. Hey, thanks for joining us. I'll show you the last word. I just, I, I, you've been a mentor of mine for twenty years, and I feel like there's, that. I've been living a lie. Like, what is happening here? This is insane. Uh, oh, that's All right, great. Zach, you're up. What was uh, something noteworthy? Well, I think I said it last time, but man, I'll just say it again. Mine has been the weather. I just oh, really uh, had love some the weather. nasty weather though until we today. Well, yesterday well, it's, was nice again, I have to say, this has been some yo-yo crazy. Like it's yes. been like next yeah. thing you know, it's like the, the Saturday. I think we had flurries. Sunday we did. Sunday, Sunday. sorry, Sunday, Sunday yeah, we had flurries. We did. It was raining. I didn't and then see them. I was sequestered. I was sequestered in my basement trying to wrap up my taxes. I was. For those of you who don't know, a little bit of a procrastinator. So Ashley's like, it was it was flurrying. I'm like, I missed it. I didn't see yeah. it. So, but, and, yeah. and, but you know, we had the garage sale weekend, community garage yes, sale. Oh, that's garage right. Sale. And the wind was blowing 90 miles an hour. All well, weekend. Yeah. Right. People but were, it worked out real. Town was nuts, man. It yeah. worked out pretty well. Yeah, it did earlier yeah. this year. But yeah, so. I've enjoyed the weather. Gorgeous I've weather. Walk around a little bit at my job, and then get outside afterwards, and. So yeah. it's been sweet. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know if this is the right time to do this on the air, but now that you've got my curiosity, or you mentioned that, so now my curiosity, whenever I drive by a car lot, the cars are pristine. Do you literally have somebody down there shamming these things down 24-7? Yes. No. Really? No. Now, how does no, this, no, I'm no, being no, serious. No, no, no. How does this work? No, no. No, I mean, they're just, I mean, well, if you look at a car lot, there's no trees around. True. Good there's point. nothing to really to dirty them because it's all That's concrete. There's no point. trees. There's okay, nothing there right. to keep They just always look pristine. I'm like, okay, maybe they have somebody that comes by every week and whacks these things well, down. Well, like you know, if we show a car, we're going to run it through the car wash real quick out yeah. back. So, hmm, yeah. Okay. All right. So, okay. That was just my curiosity, yeah. so I apologize. You learn something new every day. <laughs> <laughs> Revealed my secrets on the air. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe so you can get notified about future episodes. Also, make sure to leave a review and let us know how we're doing. Send us any questions you may have to podcast at livingwordfamily.org. Thanks again for joining us, guys, on this episode of the Living Word Family Church Peace out. Bye-bye.